Welcome to the Simply Resilient Podcast. This is episode number 34, the story of squeaky shoes for tiny tots. My name is Jessie Ellertson, and I am a life coach and a military wife who is in the trenches of life with each of you. This podcast is for military wives who know how to handle the challenges of deployments and frequent trainings, but want to improve the experience that they're having in the process. You know what to do and you're doing it, all while holding down the fort at home, but you are weary from living in survival mode and battling with your brain. If you are ready to thrive, then you are in the right place. Hey everybody, how's it going? We're going to start off our episode today with a battle buddy moment, and it's a review for the podcast from SC Tina. And they say, if you've ever felt truly stuck with a difficult situation, ever felt like you've tried everything you can think of to improve it, ever felt like it has been rolling and rolling around in your head, making it difficult to make sense of it, then Jesse has the tools you need to figure out your next step and move forward with confidence and success. She will help you take a look at your problem with new light and insight. And she helps you to see that the new choices you make will propel you forward with power and new joy. Seriously, so great. Thank you so much for that review. Everybody, keep them coming, please. I really appreciate it when you take the time to leave my podcast a review. Okay, so for our episode today, I'm going to tell you guys the story of the business that I started back in 2011. And it is called Squeaky Shoes for Tiny Tots. And I am still currently running that business and loving it. And I sell kids squeaky shoes online on eBay and Amazon. And if you don't know what squeaky shoes are, they're basically just cute little toddler shoes that they squeak with every step that the little one takes. And that might sound a little crazy to you, and it is, but it's really fun. And it's important to know that the squeakers are removable, if you're worried about that. So they can squeak sometimes and not squeak other times. And when you take the squeaker out, they just look like a normal shoe. And it can be really convenient to have the squeakers in when your child is one that gets away from you, maybe in the grocery store or something, and you can hear them and know where they are or at, you know, like an amusement park. It can be fun. Another thing that makes these shoes awesome is they can get your kid excited about learning to walk. If they're sort of resisting that, um, when they realize that if I take a step, it makes that fun noise, then that can get them excited about doing what it takes to learn how to walk. And I've used that on several of my kids, inspired them with that. Anyway, so I just want to tell you the story about how I got going in this business and got it started and the ups and downs we've had over the years and the fun and not so fun parts of it all. So about 2009, I had two little girls and I lived in a neighborhood with quite a few other young moms with little kids and we were all good friends and my neighbor in particular, I would see her put these really cute shoes on her little girls and I asked her about them and she said, oh, I I order them through this place. I can get them cheap if we place kind of a bigger order. So let's all go in together and get an order. So we were ordering from this great supplier in Ohio. And if we got our order up to $100, then we could get their wholesale prices instead of paying retail prices. So there were about eight of us and we all had, you know, multiple kids. And so we got maybe, you know, four or five pairs each and got our order above $100 and got great prices. And that was when my kids started wearing squeaky shoes themselves. And we really enjoyed that. And then in 2010, I now had three little girls and my my little baby wasn't wearing squeaky shoes yet. But by the end of the year, she was. These shoes are really just for toddlers. Kind of ages like one to three is about the age that, that wears these shoes. Anyway, um, it was so interesting because I would go out in public with my 
girls dressed cute, wearing the squeaky shoes, and we'd be at the park or something. And I would have people like weirdly come up to me and like grab me by the shoulder and say like, where did you get those shoes? They're so cute. I think part of it was that I had these two little girls that almost looked like twins and they were blonde and dressed so cute. And then they're obviously very attention grabbing because they squeak. And I just thought it was so hilarious that strangers were like, we need to have a conversation about this right now. Like I need to know where I can get these shoes. They're not something you can just buy at Walmart or Target, you know, and it wasn't quite the time where like everyone was on Amazon, but you know, we were headed in that direction. So I would just let people know, oh, I, you know, I ordered them through this website and it made me think to myself, I should sell these one day. Like that would be kind of fun. And I have just this inner businesswoman in me that had just been kind of waiting patiently for a project. And I knew it wasn't time yet, but I thought I'll just kind of watch for a time where maybe I would try and sell these. So in 2011, our family moved to Alabama to Fort Rucker. We got stationed there for a couple of years while my husband was in flight school to learn how to fly Black Hawk helicopters. And So here we are in Alabama. I'm pregnant with number four, my son, and I hadn't really made friends yet. And my kids were in school, not all of them, just the older two were in school. And I was just home with my one little one and I was super pregnant. And I was also kind of super bored. That sounds weird to say out loud because I just sort of am never bored. But for some reason in Alabama, I was a little bored. I think part of it was Fort Rucker is kind of an interesting army post because it has a high turnover rate. Everyone's there for pretty much only 18 months for flight school. So it's a little different than a typical place you would get stationed at for active duty where you know you're there for three years and you make friends and you spend lots of time together because you're all each other has. And we did have that going on where we were making friends and we were hanging out with sometimes with people, but I did feel pretty alone and it wasn't just, it just wasn't quite as active and social as I have heard other military bases to be. And so I just found myself with a pretty simple life in that moment. And one day I was at the PX getting my hair done and my hairdresser told me about an upcoming event and it was called the Clay Bank Jamboree in Ozark, Alabama. My hairdresser was a civilian and she was telling me about uh, how she and her family go every year and it's a lot of fun. There's lots of booths and food, vendors, activities, and it's just all in in the streets in the main part of Ozark, Alabama. And it just piqued my interest of like, oh, maybe this would be the moment. I have, you know, my life's pretty simple right now. I'm pregnant, but I don't have, you know, like a little baby in my arms. He's all taken care of inside my belly. And I've always wanted to try selling these squeaky shoes. So why don't I go ahead and place an order and do a booth at the Clay Bank Jamboree? So I did. It was my very first one, August 2011. And I'm like seven months pregnant. He was due in October and it was hot and it was fun and it was loud and crazy. And we sold a ton of shoes. I still remember placing that first order from that same wholesaler that we used to order from just as friends. And I think I placed like maybe like a $700 order which felt just big and risky because I'd never done anything like this before. And I was just really hopeful that I would have some good sales. And I did. I mean, I really sold quite a bit of shoes. I can't remember the exact numbers, but I was pleasantly surprised. Um, It was also interesting that people who either like didn't have their kids with them that day, they wondered if they could go find me online, like if I had a website and I didn't. There were also people who didn't live in Alabama wondering if I could ship shoes to them. And I had no idea how to set up all that shipping yet, you know, all those things. So that was pretty funny. And it went so well that I thought, 
I should just do this again. So I found out a couple more events coming up in the next couple months. I knew I was having a baby. So I picked one that was in December and I knew I could just take my baby with me and get childcare for my other kids and whatever. So I picked one that was in December and paired up with a friend who also wanted to sell some things. And we got a booth together and had had an even better setup than the Claybank Jamboree. And it went awful. I mean, we sold only a couple of things all day long. It was so discouraging. And this is really how it goes. This is the ups and downs of, you know, entrepreneurship when you're just kind of running it on your own. And it's basically a science experiment. You're just It's trial and error. It's, you know, and sometimes it's try something and have no idea why it didn't go as well as the first time you tried that thing. So anyway, in 2012, throughout that year, I did a couple more shows in Alabama and had pretty good success. That was definitely my worst one, that one in December, that that second booth I did. And then we ended up moving back to Utah. And because at my subsequent booths, I got more questions about website and shipping and all that. I got all that set up. So then I was able to send shoes to people if they wanted it that way. And I got just a really simple website going and I got my shoes all listed on Facebook. So I had kind of a Facebook shop and that was where I could send people who wanted to find me when I wasn't face to face with them. In the meantime, I also was out of shoes. So I had placed more orders with my supplier and gotten my books organized and, you know, got really legit, set up a separate, you know, banking account and everything. When I did it for that very first one, I wasn't sure if that was just going to be like a one and done thing. But once I kind of got a taste of it, I just want to do more and more. So once I realized I really was going to do this, I, I got everything all set up and organized and running as if it was something that was going to keep going, which felt really good. So we're back in Utah. We're settled. Things are going really well on Facebook. I'm selling a lot. I'm lining up more shows here and there. When I say show, I just mean like a live, a booth at a live event. And what I learned about doing those events was they were a lot of fun, but they took a ton of work, a ton of labor and manpower to get them set up and taken down. And it really was just kind of a roll of the dice. Some booths went so well and some I sold barely any and I, it was just really hard to tell why. It was hard to see what I needed to adjust. So over time, I, we definitely did get better at it. And we in 2013, my husband built me a really nice display. And so I got better and better at displaying my shoes. And, and I found a show I really liked that I didn't actually have to man my booth, which was really helpful. I could just set it up and then three days later, go take it back down. And there was just like a central cashier situation where they kept track of my sales for me. And so that was really great. I liked that setup a lot. And so I still remember doing one in the summer of 2013 as we were getting ready for Brad to deploy that fall. And I let him know that I was going to take a year off of doing shows with them because Brad was like my main manual labor. And it really did take a lot to get them set up and taken down. And we used his truck and got all the equipment there. And and so I let them know I'd be taking a year off of booths while he was deployed. And Brad and I talked about how I would I should try out more online options like with Facebook. One thing I've loved through this whole experience is how amazing and supportive and encouraging Brad has been. Um, He's not really very involved with it except for pretty much cheering me on. Well, and obviously, like I said, the manual labor part that we don't do anymore, but he really cheers me on and he really encourages me to go for that next step in my business. Because one thing that can be really interesting about being an entrepreneur is you're just accountable to yourself and nobody is telling you you have to do anything. And every step you take is, you know, a little bit of discomfort and learning something new. And, you know, you hope it works, but it might not. And it takes being willing to do it 
for the first time to then be willing to do it for a second time and then get good at it. And so each each kind of step my business would hit, Brad would be like, okay, now when are we going to try, you know, going online? Let's let's get you listed on eBay. Let's see what happens. And then, you know, another year goes by and he said, when are we going to get on Amazon? eBay's going so great, you know? And so he's always really helpful in, in helping me go for that next step. So the timing of this is pretty amazing that uh, my dad, who was already selling some things on eBay and had some experience there, came into town for Thanksgiving 2013 and helped me get some listings set up for my shoes. And eBay really limits you at first where you can only sell so much quantity. And so I only, I picked just a couple of my popular styles, wrote up listings for them and scheduled them to publish and go live for like December 8th, I want to say, and I broke my leg on December 9th. So if you guys remember this timeline, basically my parents came into town for Thanksgiving, my dad and I set up my listings, and then I scheduled them for that like week out because I was going to Montana to spend a week with my sister. Now that Brad, he left right before Thanksgiving. So he left on the deployment. I spent Thanksgiving with my parents. Then I spent a week in Montana with my sister. I drove home from Montana and the next day I broke my leg. So I scheduled them to go live that Saturday that I was driving home because I knew if I got any orders, which I I knew it was likely that I wouldn't get orders the very first day I went live, but I just knew if I got orders, I'd be able to fill them. So my listings went live. I broke my leg and I remember calling my dad from the hospital saying like, go on my eBay account and like, you know, pause my listings or whatever, because here I am just with a broken leg and I'm not going to have, I can't, I can't think about that right now. And he said, no way, let's just keep them live. And he knew at that point that they were going to come out and stay with me to help with my injury. And he's like, if you get any orders, I'll just ship them for you. So they went live that day and I've I've never shut them down since then. And it did take a couple weeks before I got my first order, but I still remember I'm, you know, sitting in my recliner and my leg all propped up and I get this email of you've made a sale and we just cheered. We couldn't believe it. You know, you get your first sale and that's so much fun. So I built slowly on eBay over a year from like 2013 to 2014. And the more sales you make, the more, the more you're able to list. And then over time you start getting reviews and then the more people click on you and order from you, you move up in their search algorithms. And so then you get more orders. So I got going pretty well in that first year, just it takes some patience and some time. And I could just see the vision of selling online versus selling in person. And I made a decision that I was never going to go back and do those booths again. They were so fun. And I do love selling in person, but for the amount of work they were and for the risk they were in that I never knew if I was going to make good sales or not at the event. It just wasn't worth it. And online was so much simpler and I could do it all from home. And I just felt like I had more control over the whole situation. So getting serious with my eBay listings, I had to learn how to take great pictures of my products. That was a a good skill to learn. And um, like I said, in 2015, after much encouragement from Brad, I finally got going with Amazon because I knew that eBay was great, but that Amazon was even better. I was just like a little intimidated by the fact that I mean, I'd heard a lot that it was harder to get listed on Amazon and that they I know from shopping on Amazon that they just have higher standards, higher caliber of, you know, sellers, the pictures have to look just so the listings have to look just so you have to ship. I mean, eBay has these requirements too, but just much simpler. And for both websites, you have to ship like within 24 hours of getting the order and things like that. So in 2015 was when I went live on Amazon. Not yet, sweetie. Back in bed. Not till two o'clock, okay? You're almost there. 15 more minutes. Back in bed, please. Yeah. One. Two. 
Shut my door, please. Thank you. That was my three-year-old, Grace. She's amazing. And for some amazing reason, when I count to three, that works if she's fighting me on something. Well, when I get to three, I either have to like physically go put her back in bed if that's the thing that's that I'm counting about. Or if I tell her like to stop doing something or, you know, whatever, then I get to three, then she would get like a timeout if she didn't do what I was telling her or stop doing what I had told her to stop doing. Anyway, so hopefully she's headed back to bed. I was, I often record during nap time and my three-year-old sometimes sleeps and sometimes doesn't. So on the day she doesn't sleep, she comes down a few times throughout her rest time in her room and asks if she can be awake. And I say, not yet, because I have her stay in her room till two o'clock with, you know, books and things. And anyway, it's 1.45. So I got to finish this recording this episode and get it wrapped up. So, okay. I was talking about Amazon. So I spent, I remember like about two months submitting and resubmitting stuff to Amazon uh, with different things getting flagged and not approved and it had to just be all exactly to their specification and the wording and the listing and all these categories that you have to format just right and also you have to get your pictures just right they have to be like for shoes they have to be just one shoe faced in one direction at an angle edited so that it's a white background um and has to be a certain number of pixels and and all these things so that was just a lot of awesome things to learn and I also had help along the way my sister who's great at editing pictures taught me a lot about editing so now I can do that for myself and that was another great skill to learn and finally went live on Amazon and that was an awesome day and then I still again remember that day I made my first sale on Amazon because you, you never make your first sale like the same day you go live I mean I guess maybe you do I haven't usually takes a week or so for someone to find you and order from you. And when I made that first sale, it was a big celebration. So another exciting thing that happened in 2015 was I got my own supplier in China. So up until this point, I was still placing all my orders with kind of that middleman in Ohio that I had a great experience with working with. But they, my best seller in my squeaky shoes are the cowboy and cowgirl boots. And they just were never, they couldn't keep me in stock. So they would run out and I would need more and I would have to wait on them to get more from China. And then I could order it from them. And I got really sick of that. And so I just went out and found my own supplier in China and ordered samples from them so that I knew I would like what they were making. And it was very similar to what I had already been selling. And then I started placing wholesale orders with them, big wholesale orders with them. And that's, it's the only thing I sell now really are the cowboy boots. I've phased out all my other styles because they're just my best seller and they sell well year around and they work for boys and girls like the brown cowboy boots work for boys and girls and then I obviously have like pink that is mostly just for girls and um, anyway they're just a great seller I love selling those and then in 2016 was a great year for my business. It was the year I did my highest revenue so far. Um, it's It peaked there and then it has kind of settled out since then. It's just at a little bit lower that I'm maintaining from year to year pretty well. I think the reason that it peaked was that eBay was still doing so well for me in 2016. So then I had eBay and Amazon going really, really well in 2016. But then by 2017 and 2018, eBay actually went down quite a bit, my sales on eBay. So I'm still not totally sure why that happened, except just that Amazon is getting more popular than eBay in general, I would say. But I know there's still a lot of people shopping on eBay. So that was kind of an interesting thing to learn. And again, just more of the ups and downs of owning your own business. So then in 2017, uh, Amazon actually reached out to me and asked me if I would be a part of their program that they had recently started running called Seller Fulfilled Prime. 
so I had been wanting to do whatever it took to become a prime seller. I just wasn't quite ready to make that jump. And Brad had been encouraging me like he always does of let's figure out how to go prime and see if we can, you know, do even more sales. And so when Amazon reached out to me and said, let us help you become a prime seller and that and then you do seller fulfilled prime where you are shipping from home prime orders rather than the only way to be prime before that was to have your product in Amazon warehouses and that's called fulfilled by Amazon and they do all the shipping and handling for you and that's that was the only way you could be prime up until this point up until they had started this program of seller fulfilled prime so I made my cowboy boot listings prime through their help and I started shipping prime from home and that was really fun Um, it was more work because I had to ship anything that came in before like noon in, in, in that day it had to go out that day and if it was certain days of the week I had to take it to the UPS store so it just was a little bit more work and a little bit more money but I was I did increase my sales but Anyway, okay, so another exciting thing that happened in 2017 was I reached out to a company who had put up a kind of an ad on Facebook saying, do you use the United States Postal Service every day, like whether for personal use or business use? If so, like reach out to us and you might be able to be in a commercial. And so I thought, oh, that'll be fun. And I had a friend who pointed it out to me because she worked for this um, marketing company. And so I reached out to them and gave them all my information and sent them pictures and told them that I used the mail every day to ship my shoes. And and they came back to me and said that I had been chosen to be in one of their commercials. So this was really exciting. And I learned as we progressed with them that it was actually an internal commercial. It was a commercial for their employees, not not to put out to the world. Um, and that it was for helping their employees realize like what an impact they have in their customers' lives, which was really cool. One kind of funny story about that was I almost didn't get picked. They came back to me with a little problem they saw of that I didn't have a relationship with my mail carrier, meaning they wanted him to be in the commercial too and sort of hear his story of how he had been a part of me like growing my business and not just in that he would ship my shoes every day and I could count on, you know, the timeliness of USPS because this, you know, this is a commercial. So um, they said like, you you don't even know who your mail carrier is. Like we need, we need people who have at least somewhat of a relationship with their mail carrier. And I let them know like, so our driveway is really long and our mailbox is at the bottom of our driveway. And so in our, in our house before this one, we just had a regular mailbox at the end of our regular driveway. And I would actually be, you know, outside when the mail carrier would pull up and I, you know, would have little conversations with her. And we actually did have a little bit of relationship, but in this house with this long gravel driveway and the the mailbox being way down there, there was just kind of never any way, unless I happened to be at the bottom of my driveway when he got there to deliver the mail that I would ever even be able to have a conversation with him. And so I let them know, like, don't worry about it. Let me take care of it. So I wrote a note to my mail carrier and left it in the mailbox. And I said, USPS wants to make a commercial about us. Please come up to my front door so we can meet. (laughs) Oh, I still just wish I could have seen him read that note because I, I knew he sort of knew what was going on because he works for USPS and they had reached out to him and confirmed that like he was willing to be in the commercial if, if they picked me, but that we didn't know each other. So I knew it wasn't coming out of the blue for him, but I just, anyway, so that day I get a knock on my door and there he is. And we, kind of had this awkward conversation about how we need to be friends so that we can do this commercial. And um, so we got to know each other a little bit. And another really interesting part of that story is that we are 
are actually sort of related. So that was kind of funny because we realized that we had an aunt in common. So it's by marriage, not by blood. It's it's actually my uncle's ex-wife is his uncle's sister. My uncle's ex-wife is his aunt. How would that work? Yes, on the other side of the family. <laughs> I, even now I'm having a hard time explaining it, but basically we both have a shared aunt. So that was really funny. So I was able to get back to the people making the commercial and say, Derek and I are good friends now. We're excited to make this commercial. Um, it's going to be great. And they said, okay. And they, you know, they really, I think it's funny because I could tell they really wanted to pick me because I was, I was currently pregnant. So I had five kids and was pregnant. I had a husband in the military. I started this business. You know, we live in this beautiful home and I just was kind of this classic story that they would just really enjoy telling because it would, you know, make people feel things because of, you know, who I am. Anyway, um, so they were excited that that was going to work because they really did want to use me. And so in September of 2017, we filmed that commercial. And the reason that's important is because my sixth child who I was pregnant with in that moment in that commercial was born in September of 2017. So I was really like eight and a half months pregnant and we had it scheduled for August and something came up that we had to reschedule it. And they said, we're going to have to move this back to September. And they said, are you still going to be pregnant? And I was like, I sure hope so, but I definitely can't make you any guarantees. It was so funny. They really wanted me to be pregnant in the commercial because it was just all the more of a fun story to tell. Um, And so anyway, it worked out. We filmed it on September 12th and I had her on September 29th. So anyway, it was such a fun experience and we had, it was super legit. We had LA film crew there for a whole day and hair and makeup and craft services and they just took over my whole house and we just went nonstop all day getting all the footage we needed and then we did this whole segment of audio that played over the footage and my kids were in part of it and it was it was so fun my husband was actually out of town at the time so he missed the whole thing which is like story of his life but anyway my parents were there and really helpful and I was just so so pregnant and it was it was wild but but such a good adventure anyway in 2018, I looked at my sales and realized that they were only doing a little bit better. And since the cost of doing business had also gone up with becoming a prime seller because shipping was more expensive. And then I also had to, it was just a little less convenient for me. And I count that in the cost of doing business of kind of how it's affecting my life and me needing to drive more places and whatever. I decided to actually just pause my prime sales for a little while because I could just go back to normal sales where like I could just ship within 24 hours of order. of it being ordered, not like it had to go out that day or or you get in trouble. Um, And I knew that Brad was getting ready to deploy and I was looking into becoming a life coach and just sort of a lot was going on in 2018. And so I paused my prime status and my sales did go down and I knew that was going to happen, but it worked out for me because I just had a lot of other stuff going on. So then in 2019, I definitely, I mean, 2018 and 2019, but I definitely put my business, this squeaky shoe business on the back burner to focus on, you know, Know, my solo parenting while Brad was deployed and then also to focus on life coaching. I'd started at the life coach school in 2019 and I even thought about selling it for a little while because I just, I felt like my, my passion for it had moved on. It had been my baby for so long and I'd really enjoyed uh, the space it was taking up in my life and I enjoyed all that I was learning from it and the opportunities that were coming from it. But as I had moved my focus to life coaching, I thought I was ready to move on from it and I changed my mind and now we are here to 2020 and here's what's happening with my business today. So I am currently in the process of shifting all my sales over to Fulfilled by Amazon 
like I was talking about before, which is definitely the way to go. I uh, Now that I've researched it and understand it, I was intimidated initially by, you know, losing some of my sale to Amazon because I have to store my product there and then they ship it for me. But now I see how the business plan works and how the math of it works and how if I'm not doing any of the, the shipping, again, like I said, that factors into like the cost of doing business. Like if I get that part off my plate, then it's worth them taking a little bit of my sale uh, that balances out there. And also I would be able to be prime and it wouldn't affect my life like it was before. And even the way I was doing prime initially with the seller fulfilled prime, I was only ever letting myself be prime for the people who lived in the States just surrounding Utah where I live because then I could ship UPS ground and it wasn't too much more expensive than the way I was usually shipping. But if I did nationwide prime, then I would have to do a lot of like UPS air, second day air, different things like that, that ends up costing quite a bit of money. So if I do fulfilled by Amazon, then I can be prime nationwide and I don't have to manage the day to day, but I still get to enjoy working the business and enjoying some of the profits and uh, looking for opportunities to grow and, and look for ways to utilize all of the awesome programs that Amazon offers to help you market and sell your products. So I'm really looking forward to all of that. I'm basically like the way I visualize it as I'm pulling my squeaky shoe business back onto the front burner. It's been on the back burner for a couple of years and sort of letting it sit side by side with my life coaching business while I do what it takes to make this shift in my business and learn all that I need to learn and, you know, spend time on it and kind of make it my baby again, get all my product over to Amazon warehouses and start getting my China suppliers shipping straight to the Amazon warehouses, all of that that I have to do and get that whole system flowing again. And then I can let it go back to my back burner and still take time and maintain it, but not as much as I will be doing right now. And as I have in the past. So it's been just quite a journey and I wanted to share it with you guys um, because it's so much fun and it's been a big part of my life. And I know a lot of you out there are looking for different ways to sort of feed that inner businesswoman in you and add to the income of your family and um, just look for opportunities to build and create something and try try things out. Uh, anyway, if any of that is interesting to you guys, hopefully this story was interesting to you. And if you have any questions for me, um, you can always let me know. Send me an email at jesse at simplyresilient.net. And I want to just close out this episode with a hot mess moment. Now, I always call these hot mess moments, but sometimes they're just interesting stories or funny stories. They're not always hot messes, but I just like to call it my hot mess moment. So today I want to share a story with you about something pretty amazing that happened during the course of recording that commercial with the with USPS. Also, let me just add that I wish I could share the commercial with you because it turned out amazing, like seriously, beautifully done. But I had to sign something that said I would never share it. Like I couldn't ever post it on Facebook or anything because it was just used for internal purposes and it was like never meant to be shown out in the world. So I just show it to people occasionally. Like I have it downloaded on my phone. But anyway, I wish so much that I could share it with you guys. And maybe someday, since it's been years now, maybe someday they'll, I could reach out to them and say like, since it's been years, can I share this now? or something. I don't know if I ever can share it with you guys. I will. But anyway, okay. So something pretty amazing that happened just in that moment was I was again, super pregnant and I was doing quite a bit of work the couple of days before the commercial to get my house clean and ready to be like this film set. Like they, they let me know, like they would just work with whatever was going on, but I, you know, I wanted it to all look pretty nice. So 
I worked on the inside and then then just the evening before I realized like, oh, I haven't even done anything outside. And I know that they wanted to get some footage outside. So I knew I had to just go with, you know, B minus work on the outside because I was tired and I was, so I was getting sick. I was, you know, my nose was running and my throat was getting sore. I was sneezing and coughing a lot. I was worried. I was just basically getting like a cold. I knew I was just a little run down um, from working hard to get things ready. And so I went outside and I just used like this big lopper to just chop down some of the bigger weeds. Like I didn't even try and pull them. So I basically just did this like 20 minute overhaul on my yard to just make it look a little better because we had been, I had been pregnant all summer and so the yard had gotten away from us a little bit. My husband, you know, he was in and out travels and, and different things. So he was only there part of the time and my kids help, but mostly they're more effective helping when I'm out there saying like, okay, get this one. Don't forget. Don't stop. Don't play. You know, and I'm out there like motivating them. And so anyway, this summer the yard had just gotten away from us a little bit. So I just did this crazy 20 minute overhaul and it was like getting dark. I mean, so I come inside and I just crash. Like I am just full blown, like exhausted, getting sick, knowing that at 8 a.m. I've got this LA film crew showing up and I just prayed. I was just like, Heavenly Father, please just let me get an amazing night's sleep so that I can be as ready for tomorrow as possible. So I crashed, slept great all night, got up, took a shower. Couldn't believe that like, like I was worried like coughing and my nose would like keep me up in the night, but it didn't at all. I slept all night and my voice was back. Like my sore throat had made my voice pretty scratchy and I had just been like blowing my nose all day long the day before the shoot. And I thought, oh man, if they like do my makeup and I'm just like snotty and blowing my nose the whole time, like it's going to ruin the makeup and it's going to ruin the footage. And anyway, so I woke up and it just had this miracle. Like I just felt pretty good. Like I didn't feel amazing, but I didn't feel sick. And I was able to just shower and get ready. They showed up and the day just went beautifully. Like not like nothing went wrong. I couldn't even believe it. I mean, we just went from thing to thing and there were people just asking me for stuff all day long. And okay, once because we had to do anyway, we did a photo shoot, like I said, and then we got a bunch of video footage and then we did the audio. So just all day long. Anyway, it was so fun. Seriously, such a good experience. I love that I did it. I love the commercial I got out of it. It doesn't it didn't even really do I don't think it did anything for my business. It was just such a fun experience to have. Anyway, my kids get home from school at like 4 p.m. and we get a bunch of footage with them. We knew like we had planned that, that we would get everything we needed before that. We'd be ready to get footage with the kids right when they got home from school. And then the we'd be we'd wrap by like 530. Everyone's on their way. And we did it. We just like that. Within a minute of me, you know, shutting that door, bye, thanks for coming. You know, everyone's out the door, shut the door. I go lay on the couch and my whole face just like exploded. Like all of the sickness just came right back within like five minutes of laying down. My nose was just running like crazy. And I hadn't blown it once that entire day. Like I seriously, you guys, this was a small, amazing little miracle that happened to me. And um, I like I had done all this audio and my voice sounds fine. And so my nose starts running. I'm blowing it nonstop again that night right after they leave. I can't even think about like making my family dinner. So I asked a friend to like bring us some takeout and I just curled up in my bed and just like was so sick again, like full blown sick in my bed, just crashed out. It was so amazing. I couldn't, I couldn't even believe it because I had just felt so good and been sustained like all day, even though I was like hot and tired and still very pregnant. I just didn't feel sick all day. And as soon as they left, I just melted into a puddle on the couch. Like my mom was watching and she was like, what is happening to you right now? And I was like, I'm really sick. And she's like, what? You know, like she, I mean, she had known that I had felt sick the day before. 
before, but then she thought I was doing all better from how great the day had gone. It was, it was fascinating, like just such an amazing experience and such an amazing miracle. And I just felt very loved by God that day because he really took care of me in that moment and gave me the wish of my heart, which was to feel great for the shoot and do a great job and, and produce a great commercial with that, with that company that was really fun to work with. Anyway, that's my story for today. And that's all, that's all I have for you. So thank you so much for making time in your day to listen to this episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with your friends. I also love when you subscribe, rate, and review it. If this podcast resonates with you and you're interested in learning more, please send an email to jessie at simplyresilient.net to schedule your free life coaching mini session and see if working with me would be a great fit for you. Remember that when we choose to intentionally manage our minds, we go from feeling mentally miserable to feeling like a mental warrior. You've got this. I'll talk to you soon. Over and out.